When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Cleveland Sports Beat Podcast with James Rapine and Daryl Ryder on 923thefan.com. What up and welcome into another edition of the Cleveland Sports Beat Podcast. I'm James Rapine along with Daryl Ryder. We are your beat writers for 923thefan and 923thefan.com. It's great to be with you on a special edition of the podcast on a Sunday. Why are we recording on a Sunday? Because it's the end of the NFL draft, baby. Which means I'm crying because we got almost a year until the next NFL draft. There's plenty of prospects to break down for the Browns. We'll talk some general thoughts across the NFL as well uh, as the draft uh, unfolded. A quick reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts, including our website at 923thefan.com, where right now you're going to find all of the draft coverage you need. Daryl Ryder's got you covered. He's worked his tail off. He's... Since we and we've been together for about twenty minutes, he's taken two five-hour energy shots, uh, uh, some espresso. I mean, he's worked his tail off. He's tired. He's running on fumes, but he managed to come in here for this podcast. Daryl, the draft is over. How much better did the Browns get? They got a little better. They got deeper. Um, they got a starter at least out of it, and uh, some developmental role players. Oh, and a kicker too. And a kicker. That could be a starter. Fifth-round kicker. That could be a starter. What do you think about By the way, when when they start taking kickers in the fourth round, you know the draft is crap. Yeah. I, I mean, because, I mean, let's be honest about it. Typically, punters and kickers, they they, they become undrafted yeah, I saw rookie free at agents. Least one or punter they, got drafted, too. Or they, well, the 49ers drafted a punter, like, in the fourth round. Yeah. Was it, was it rugby, one or did two go? Uh, rugby player. A yeah. couple, couple went before the punters. Browns drafted. Uh, uh, picked their kid, um, Austin Siebert from Oklahoma. Like it. They, they, they have a good track record of drafting Oklahoma players over the past couple of years. They, they do. Uh, he has a Browns connection. Let's hear it. He broke the scoring record set by Cleveland Browns 2017 seventh-round pick at Arizona State, Zane Gonzalez, who had 494 Ooh. points in Siebert. At four ninety nine. So, as a Browns fan, you hear that and you're like, okay, he's better than Zane Gonzalez. In the NFL, that wasn't good. Zane was really, really good in college, though. Um, the other thing, too, here is that his longest kick is 42 yards. And he made like 100 extra points last year. Oh, his longest kick is 42 yards? That he made. Successful kick, yes. And he got drafted? Yes. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I don't know if he's going to win the job. I'm going to go out there and just throw it. I'm well, just kidding. Who knows? Well, I mean, one, one maybe of the scouts, Oklahoma didn't need to attempt 50-yard field goals because they had Kyler Murray. One of the scouts described him as having a cannon. Okay. And, the, and talked about the sound of the ball coming off his foot. So he's going to make the team. I don't know. We'll see. But... Um, I do. I was, do like that. There's some competition at the kicker spot. Um, I think everyone does. That was the sales pitch. Got a cannon, and the ball sounds good coming off his foot. 
All right. We'll see. I mean, who, who were they going to draft there that had a realistic possibility of making the right? It's the last pick or one of the last picks of the fifth round. Yeah. So I, 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 I well, no, you, they trade <laughs> nugget number two. They traded Josh Gordon for him. Oh God. No. Hey, at least he can. No, make, no that was, that was, the, at least he could potentially make a, a contribution. That was the, at least he'll actually be available if he makes the team. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the pick that they got from the Patriots last September. Interesting. Josh Gordon for Austin Siebert. And if Siebert goes on to have a long career, it's a steal. I'll, I'll, I'll spare you from the disaster that the, the trade with the Giants was for the Giants. Yeah, we won't, we won't do that. Obviously, the Browns. Oh, no, no, no. We, 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 will, we will give John Dorsey his victory. No, we will, that. but but not at, not this second. Because, obviously, round one, 17th pick, they picked Odell Beckham Jr. That means that they got the best player in the first round of the draft. We knew that going in. Second round happens. And there were a lot of players at, going into day two where I was like, whoa, they're going to get someone pretty good. Yeah. Um, and Greedy Williams who they ended up getting 46th overall. They trade up from 49 to 46. I love it. I thought he was going to go end of round one, early round two. I really did. And, well, and jo- so and John Dorsey, he said he was going to go in the top five picks, the first five picks of the round. He didn't go there. John Dorsey had even more praise for Greedy. By the way, that's a good name for a corner. Greedy Williams. Get Greedy, baby. Love it. Here's John Dorsey after he drafted uh, Greedy Williams. In all the evaluations... He has played some of the top caliber receivers in the SEC. If you really go watch him play the game of football, he is fluid, he is easy, he is a smooth moving corner, and he does it effortlessly. You know, he was like a four star recruit coming out of Shreveport, very highly talented. They speak very highly of him there, the position coaches. But corners in the National Football League have to cover, and this guy has all the skill sets to cover players in the National Football League. I love it. I love this pick. I love this pick. I love this pick, and I love this pick some more. I keep hearing about his – oh, he doesn't like to tackle. All right. It's a passing league. Can he, Does he have good ball skills? Is he going to deflect a pass? In the AFC title game, if Tom Brady is looking for Julian Edelman, can Greedy Williams bat the ball down? That's what I'm looking for. And they found a guy who potentially can contribute as a rookie – can potentially start as a rookie, and they did so with the 46th pick in the draft. I like every bit of it. I, I love this pick. What do you think? As I wrote uh, in my uh, draft analysis, um, yeah, you can say what you want about the guy's tackling ability, but um, if your cornerback's leading you in tackles, that, that means your defense blows, and um, that that's really not his job. His job is to prevent the receiver from actually making the catch. So, um Sure, uh, you know, that's something to keep an eye on, but uh, he, he, he's a ball hawk. He really is. He has a nose for the football, um, he, excellent speed. He's got some size. He's 6'2". Um, I, I, th- I think that John Dorsey got another steal. I, I really do. Um, Dor- you know, you get lucky. He's there at the beginning of round two. I thought he was going to go a lot earlier than he did. Uh, and, and Dorsey gave up next to nothing to move up those three spots to make sure uh, that he could get them. So I love the pick. Um, I, I It's going to be fun watching Terrence Mitchell and Greedy Williams go at it in training camp for that uh, other starting job. But again, as, as I wrote my analysis, it doesn't matter if he starts. You know, we get caught up in who's starting 
And to me, it's not so much who's starting that's important. It's who's on the field when when stuff's on the line. You know, sure. Who's on the field on both sides in the red zone? Okay, or who's on the field on both sides of the football with less than two minutes to go and the game is on the line? That that matters more than who's starting the game, because also too, and especially on defense, your your starters are predicated what package you come out with. I mean, sure. you're, you're you know. 25% of the time you're in base defense, and I'd say maybe 5% of the time you actually open a game in your base defense. So um, I, I, while it's a, it, it's a talking point and it's something we all get caught up in, I do think it's something that, that kind of gets blown out of proportion. You're going to see plenty of Greedy Williams this fall, and him with Denzel Ward should be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and if you look up, like, he, he was going to be a first-round pick. Supposed to be a first-round like, pick, absolutely. Like, like, if you just do the most casual search, and I, I just went to NFL.com, and they have a, pro, a prospect list of every prospect that got drafted, right? And they have these grades. Should become instant starter for Greedy Williams. Like, I expected him to go in the last five picks, or at worst, first five picks of the, the second round. Listen, last five it, of the first, or first of the second. And, if, and he was there... And I if love Dorsey, trading up if, for if him. If Dorsey would have traded into the first round, James, for him, I wouldn't have had a problem. Like if he traded up to, you know, twenty eight or twenty nine or whatever, like I would have had no problem with it then either. That's well, that's fair. And, and the thing is, and actually, so I know, and you're going to hate this, but it's okay. Um, and some of our listeners might hate it, but don't just just roll with me here. I uh, the Bengals were on the clock at forty two. I'm friends with a lot of Bengals fans, right? So when my friend texts me, hey, who who are they taking? I said greedy at 42. That would be who I would have taken there at 42. The Browns waited four more spots. I, I don't want to talk about the Bengals. They bungled the draft. I don't want to talk about them. The Bengals are the Bengals. They, they, they bungled the draft. I don't know if you can say that, but I can say it. They bungled the draft. But getting him at 46, it's a steal. Like, he's a plug-and-play corner. Who's going to, by the way, have to guard Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, Richard, guard those guys in practice. That's going to help him a ton. Yep. And then he's going get to out, get out there in the preseason and get out there uh, during the regular season and be like, whoa, this isn't like guarding Odell. I, I can do this. And Dorsey called him fluid. And if you watch him, he is. He just. You might not know anything about football, but if you heard the word fluid and then watched him just cover guys, that's exactly what he looks like. I don't know. I love it. I love his nickname, and that's part of it. I'm not going to lie. Greedy, it's perfect for a corner. Um, and, and I just, that LSU connection grows stronger with the Browns. And anytime you have a an SEC connection like that, which I think is easily the greatest conference in college football, I think that's pretty good. Like if you're drafting from the Blue Bloods, that's uh, that's what you want to look at, and obviously they drafted a couple other guys for, from the SEC. But I don't know. I love this pick. I think it's an A plus at forty sixth overall. Love it. John Dorsey continues to do John Dorsey things. I mean, and that is find outstanding blue chip football players. Yeah, I think he's going to be great. Maybe I'm freaking out about it or overhyping it. I don't know, but I, I just I think corner was a need. It, oh, it it absolutely wasn't. I mean, you go back to last year, James. And they got so paper thin at that position so fast because mm-hmm. guys got hurt. And that happens, you know. Um, and I mean, that's not a criticism. It's just it's, it's what happened last year. You had, I mean, Demarius Randall played almost virtually the entire season hurt, and he was shifting between uh, corner and safety. 
You know, he mm-hmm. was being the team guy, uh, you know, at times going back to, to play some corner to help out because they became that thin. So I, I this is John Dorsey accomplished in one draft pick what he needed to accomplish in the draft, and that was grab one potential starter. Mm-hmm. The other six guys he got, we'll see what happens. But it's not like the fate of the franchise isn't dependent on this draft class, all six of these guys making the team, or all six of these guys starting, or all six of these guys being significant contributors as rookies. Um, so he accomplished exactly what he needed to, and uh, like like I said, um, I, I am I'm going to be very uh, excited to watch him and Denzel Ward anchor the back end of that defense. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I. Completely agree. And Odell Beckham Jr.'s reaction, stop telling me he's not happy to be in Cleveland. I know. Like, and, say, Greedy! He was so hyped. He was so excited. Yeah, and and and, and Freddie Kitchens really, uh, you know, uh, slapped around the critics of him not being around the team. And listen, I understand. I do understand the criticism. New team, new coaching staff, new city, um, new offense – be nice to get some, you know, camaraderie and spend as much time together as humanly possible. I get all that criticism. The reality of the situation is dude's a superstar, and if he don't have to be here, he ain't going to be here. That's the way it is. Um, do I agree with it? Not necessarily. I, I think Odell should be here right now practicing and, and hanging with his teammates. I mean, they, the facility's great for players. It's a very player-friendly building now since they did the expansion a couple of years ago. There's a beautiful players' lounge that they uh, put in with games, and there's a pool table in there and other, you know, just other stuff. Sure. Because the idea was to help foster the, the team identity, get guys to hang out with each other and not just, you know, come into the facility for work and then get the hell out of there as soon as they, you know, possibly could. So from that standpoint, yeah, I, I think it would be beneficial for Odell to be here hanging out with Baker and chilling and, and all that stuff. But, again, the, he doesn't have to. Like, he's, he's not violating any rules. It's a voluntary program. And, you know, like Chad Johnson, if I remember correctly, you being from Cincinnati, I don't think he spent a lot of time in the offseason program, especially late, late in his career. Um, I, I thought Freddie brought, made very, very good points on Saturday. When he mentioned that, you know, Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald didn't seem to be bothered at all by missing some offseason workout time or whatever. <laughs> they were ended up being the defensive players of the year. So I think that there's good, sound arguments on both sides. You know, should Odell be here? Does he need to be here? Or can he just, you know, be a superstar and just do whatever the hell he wants? So um, it, it's it, I thought Freddie did a nice job kind of at least providing some some perspective to the you know to him not being here so i'll give you two thoughts on this one joe thomas said it isn't a big deal and he's a hard worker right yep. true or false absolutely e- true. extremely hard worker right false. that dude you know I, it's not like he didn't work yeah he's like eh, it's not a big deal who cares if odell beckham jr's there two uh this compares to me reminds me and i know it was mid-season Remember when LeBron, it was in 2014, I believe, he went down to Miami? Yeah, he had to take two weeks off because it was just too much from his body. He needed a vacation in the middle of the season. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're making faces and rolling your eyes, and then he came back and kicked ass. I know, I just, I'm... Right, I, like, I, he, I, he was freaking amazing, I all know. right? 
I'm a little I'm a little ornery old school. That, that's fine. But he did that, and yep. people were like, oh, my God, he, we can't believe him. He's in Miami. That's where he used to play. Oh, my God. And then he comes back and he dominates. Yep. I don't really give a damn where Odell Beckham Jr. is. doesn't matter. It is the offseason. It is voluntary. As long as he's putting the work in right now, that's all that matters. And I think that, that, that was he, Freddie's point is, hey, as long as he gets his work in, it's Odell Beckham Jr. If you follow him it's on social media, you, the guy's still carrying the 12 pack. So um, I don't follow him on social media. I'm not going to lie. I don't follow a lot of athletes on, on social media. I do because I have to. Um, but because they make news on social media. And I, it saves me from having to be behind the eight ball and catch oh, no, I, up. I see and, what you're – I but, get it. I get it. I follow um, Trevor Bauer. That's the only really Indian player – Indians player is going to make news that, on social you media. Know, if there's one guy you should follow, <laughs> it is him because he makes news on a daily basis yeah, on social media. It's a little but, different with the Browns. Yeah. Um, he's a little addicted to the phone. I will say that. I, I, he's a millennial. Yeah. I, I don't get the – and again, I, I admit, I'm becoming the crotchety old man that I you used are. to make fun of. I just, I don't get this obsession with the phone now. It is a wonderful tool. It's wonderful technology. And I'm guilty of it too, where I find it hard to put the phone down, step away from it. Even last, even Saturday night when I went to see Avengers, like I did turn the phone off. Because I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to feel it vibrating and you know be worried that something was going. So I, I completely turned the phone off. But that took a lot for me to do. Because when I'm at home, watching, t- you know, watching TV or watching a movie, or if I'm out with friends or whatever, I'm constantly on my phone, constantly texting, looking at Twitter, looking at Instagram, you know, because I'm just afraid something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not because I want to put myself on there like god i i like being the person that's taking the pictures not being in the pictures but like this addiction that the younger generation has that every effing thing they do has to be documented in video and photo form on social media it's just it's so ridiculous like put the phone down and enjoy the moment you know it's interesting why do you you have your phone in your hand right now daryl i know uh put it down Step away. Because I'm afraid somebody's like listening to this podcast live as we record it, and they're telling <laughs> me to go bleep myself, which is entirely possible when they actually listen to us. But I mean, you, you go on, uh, you know, I see it all the time when I'm when I'm looking for pictures for the website, uh, you know, for stories that I post or whatever, and you know, like there's a, a a key moment in the game, and you see the entire crowd has their phones up. Well, how the hell are you seeing what's going on if your phone's in front of your face? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, concerts, you know, people are, they get their crappy audio, but hey, I got the great light show. Like, I just, I wish, I wish that, and it'll never happen because of the habits have been formed, but I wish we could go back to the time where, yes, the technology's great. It's a computer in your hands, no question about it. And the ability to communicate through video with your friends instantaneously is awesome. But the fact that it basically now runs our lives and we're so addicted to it. I just I, I, I wish that, you know, when there's big moments and stuff, even in church, I can't even go to church without people having the phones out, taking pictures like, really, you have to take pictures of yourself going to church. You're that obsessed with yourself. Yeah, that's a little weird. That you're you have to. Unless take- it's like 
I guess maybe Easter Sunday family photo and, before the service or after the service. I could see that. And, and here's the end of my angry old yeah. guy get off you're my You're derailing my, my fun draft recap I, I podcast. Know, but put the damn phone down when you're driving. Stop Snapchatting and Instagramming when you're trying to drive an effing car. You're going to kill somebody. And I'm not being funny. I'm being dead serious about that. It is so inherently dangerous when you are paying more attention to your phone and the content that you're trying to provide on social media while operating a car. It freaks me out. The number of even my friends and people that I know and I shoot the DMs and I shoot the text messages when I see them do it. Put the phone down and your when coworkers. you're driving. I mean, just don't do it. I don't know how we got oh, Odell because he's yeah. addicted to social yeah, media. Odell, <laughs> Odell. Look, look at this but, rant. But you know what? This you went from one oh, Odell should be here to Odell. Get put down your phone. Put the phone down. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. yeah, I, I got no. To sum it up, I have no issue with him not being here. I understand the argument of those that believe he should be here to a degree. I feel the same way. Absolutely. But it's well within his rights to be hanging out in L.A. as long as long as he's keeping his body in shape and he's not going to come to training camp with. Uh, oh man, I can't say it because I don't want to spoil Avengers Endgame for people. Yeah, don't do that. I had I had the perfect line nope, nope, to use. No, nope, don't do it. Oh, but bottom you knew line, exactly where line, I was going. Bottom right? line, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottom, I saw it. Yeah, we both saw it yesterday at different times. I saw it in the morning. You saw it in the. By evening. the way, digging the T-shirt. Yeah. Little Avengers, little Avengers action here. C- Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, and Thor on my T-shirt today. Nicely done. No, that's hey, we're in the end game now. All right, let's uh, let's continue. Uh, we have plenty on the draft here. Let's di- let's dive into some of these other picks real quick. And yeah. I'm not gonna purposefully. Or there, I, there's gonna, not a lot to break down with these guys. No, because, but, but we because can quickly go through them. They, they are role players, developmental guys, people that'll help on special teams, which they do need. Look Their at your depth. Don't derail this. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. So in the third round, pick 16 overall. Yes. John Dorsey says, hey, we need a linebacker. So he gets one with one of the best names in the draft. Sion Takaki. Taki Sion Taki Taki. I can't even say or it. C- or Sion? Sion. Sion Taki Taki. Taki Sion Taki Taki. See, if I look at it, I mess it up. Would you I like a said, little Sion with your Taki Taki? Sion Taki Taki out of BYU. And then he addressed linebacker again in the fifth round. And by the way, if you would have listened to the podcast last week, Mac Wilson, a guy I threw out there. I, I didn't expect him to fall to round five. I don't think anyone expected him to fall to round he five. He didn't expect to fall to round five. But the Bama linebacker, more SEC love there. Mac Wilson goes to the Browns. Sion or Sion? I, I'm going with Sion. All right, Sion, Taki Taki, and Mac Wilson. One either, easier to say than the other. How much can these two guys help the Browns uh, at the linebacker spot, given that it was a need going into the draft? Well, um, they're they're going to play special teams, no question about that. And you know, they we'll, we'll see what they have. You know what I mean? Um, You've got right now your starting linebacking core is Jannard Avery, who's kind of a hybrid guy, um, Christian Kirksey, and of course Joe Schobert. Um, and we'll see what 
Taki Taki and Mac bring yeah. to the table here, you know, um, gives them options. And two days ago, the Cleveland Browns did not have options. That's the difference. I Yeah, I agree with you. I think these two guys, one, I think they're pretty athletic. Yeah. Mac, I, I think Sion's athletic. I think Mac Wilson, I think they Mac can help is a you. Steal. I he, think they can help you in coverage. Yeah, I thought Mac Wilson was probably a day two pick, like late third round, maybe early yeah. fourth if he slides, because who knows with the linebackers. Well, but he slid fifth, all right. But fifth round? Yeah, like to me, those are the type of guys that I could see Mac Wilson in a couple of years starting for this team. And, 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 Same and, thing with Taki. And, and that is the whole point, okay, is that these guys, they become developmental guys. They'll make the team. And the goal is not for them to start this fall, but maybe in 2020, one of them starts mm-hmm. seeing the field more. Maybe in, And then by 2021, one or both could be starting linebackers on this team. So that's, you know, it, it's kind of like the hamster wheel. I like to call it the hamster wheel of talent. And what you're seeing John Dorsey do is start positioning. Do you really call it that? Yeah. Because is that a thing? Be, yeah, that's because that's all. That's well, exactly what. What you're did doing. you do when they were zero and sixteen? The hamster wheel of losing. Did, did, no, it, it didn't exist. <laughs> they the hamster wheel stood still. It didn't spin. I call it the hamster wheel of talent. That, well, because that's exactly what it is. Is you're cycling your talent. All right, <laughs> you're you have your young players that you're developing that eventually become starters that allow you to similar like the Baltimore Ravens did. Okay, with the, their linebacking core this offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, let them go sign the big contract in free agency. We'll just have someone else step in and take their place. Sure. No, up. I get it. You got to build your depth. You got to get your and youth so you, you in build, a position you, to you, develop. So he is now positioning the team to set up that cycle. And that's so critical to a lifeblood of a successful franchise. So I, I, I love what John did this weekend. And Sheldrick Redwine, the safety out of Miami. Every this will be what do the, you think? This will be the top selling jersey in the team shop, better than the Odell Beckham jersey, uh, because uh, I'm guessing every middle aged woman is going to want to walk around wearing a red wine Browns jersey. I mean, LeBron James probably buying this one. <laughs> probably, he's a big red wine fan. You know. Um, Hopefully, UB40 will not be on I, I like it. at the stadium. I, overall, like I look at this draft. Nothing for UB40, red wine? No. Okay. I, I look at this draft. You're Greedy Williams, like it. No, I know what you're doing. I, what, what do you want me to do here? You're derailing, you're derailing this. I, I'm trying to enjoy this you're draft. You're trying to be serious, and I'm messing around. Yeah, because you're slap what happy. I do. You're it's, slap happy. It's what I you're do. You're slap happy. No, I, look, I could go for some red wine right now. Not no, me. not you. I need another five-hour energy. Okay. Uh, Greedy Williams, corner, addresses a need. They get a safety. They get two linebackers. Need, need. Kicker, everyone knows that's a need. need. Another corner in the seventh. From what I've heard, Donnie Lewis Jr., actually a pretty good prospect. So, I, again, you go off of a little bit that you know I'm not going to pretend like He'll I knew a lot about teams. Donnie Lewis. Maybe, maybe he does make the team and it, he ends it, up yeah, on a practice squad. Yeah, if he, if he makes the team, that'd be great, right? Drew Forbes. Saw some highlights of Drew Forbes. Seems he, like a pretty physical dude. He's a people mover. I like it. Which is what you need. To, <laughs> that that's This just in. That's what offensive linemen do. They move people. Yep. And that's exactly what he does. So here, I look. I'm like, all right, need, need, need. You could use another one of those. Need. Makes sense. Like Every position makes sense, which, which is a, a big part of how we look at drafts. Um, 
Here's what I will say. I am a little surprised. No defensive tackle. I'm a little surprised I I was too, especially because of how much John Dorsey talked about the depth of that particular position Mm -hmm. uh, in the draft. Um, I I wanted to say something, though, first about the Forbes kid. Mm -hmm. They really like, uh, obviously, his physicality. They they love that. Um, They also like the fact that he's... He's a player they feel they can move inside if they need to. They like they think if they That's get, really good. If they if their arm gets twisted and they get in a bind and they need someone that can come in and, and play one of the guard spots, they like the fact that he has the ability to do that. So I, I wanted to just mention that with him because No, that's you, nice. I mean, and that's on the offensive line, especially with the sixth round pick, you want him to be versatile. You don't want him to be, oh, he's a a, a left guard only. Right. If he could play tackle and guard, and, and that's what a lot of these late-round tackles are anyway. That's why they go later. They end up being guards. It's not so, a big deal. That's good. And, and, again, that's what you want with a developmental mm-hmm. prospect options. type lineman for your options. You yep. never can never have enough options. So, But you were so a little surprised. No defensive tackle. I think that's I, the I, one. I, I was. Just the, because the one of, thing in this draft that if you could, if you could have at some point and it probably the, the shoe didn't match up. The value didn't match up with yeah, where they wanted. It. I was I was very surprised that they did not take a defensive tackle. I I thought for sure that that was something that he was going to do just because he had talked so much about how deep that class was. Yeah, but I mean the draft in general, it was a defensive draft when you look around the league. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about yeah. it. In the Browns, five of seven picks are defense. Yeah, you know. And they took, well, the, yeah, I mean, they, took a kicker and an offensive lineman. It, it took them until round six before they drafted an offensive player. Yep. It took them until the second pick in round five to take, take a non-defensive player. To take a non-defensive player. Real so. quick, put your, your feet to the fire. Does Austin Siebert, does, is he kicking the ball at uh, in week one? It's way too early. No, 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 no. I, I, no, because here, here's why. Because if I say yes or no. And the opposite happens; it's going to get used against me. So I, 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 I have no idea at this point. I need to see. I need to see the k- kid kick with my own two. Eyes. You don't want to make an observation, a I, prediction without seeing the kid kick. I need. I see. Need, that's the journalist that you can't just. I come on, give me the take. Yeah, I need to. I need to hear the ball explode off his cannon foot. He's kicking forty-two yard field goals. Well, he didn't. In his defense, um, Oklahoma was really freaking good last year, and they didn't need him to kick long field goals. They were. I mean, amazing. he kicked like. I mean, he kicked like eighty-eight extra points. No, they were amazing. And and in today's NFL, if he can be that about, automatic. Yeah, but hang on, think about that for a second. He kicked eighty-eight. Um, let me rephrase. He attempted eighty-eight extra points. You make all eighty-eight. I got to go back and look at the numbers. I'm just, I'm just wondering, because extra points he, in the I, NFL are harder. Yeah, I, I don't think he did. Uh, anyways, all right, let's, uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick timeout. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm James Erpine. We're going to continue the draft coverage. Let's take a trip around the AFC North. Just some quick observations around the division. Check in on the Steelers. We know what they did in round one. Check in on the Ravens and uh, Daryl Ryder's bungles. We'll do that next right here on the Cleveland Sports Beat podcast. 
When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Why'd you make that face when I said uh, your bungles? What? What is that? They're your bungles. Uh, what, what is that? They're what? your... B- Don't what be trying that? to slough your trash that? off trash? on me. God, man, you talk so much trash. Is what you do. You talk Don't a lot of trash. Don't be trying to slough your garbage on me. All right, all right. So since we're taking a trip around the AFC North, let's start with the Bengals. We are. Let, let's do. do we that. have to. Let's start with the Bengals. And and uh, I don't like their draft. I, by the way, I don't like the Browns draft the best either in the AFC North either. I, I'll get to the team I like their draft. Their draft again. You can't include Odell Beckham Jr. You do that. Obviously, the Browns win. They got the best player in the first round. If you do that, but. Let's start with the Bengals real quick. Love round one. They get Jonah Williams, Alabama. I talked about my love for SEC. Um, getting a, a lineman like that that could play their tackle spot, could play inside, could do whatever you needed him to do. He could play center for you if you wanted. Love that. They took a tight end out of Washington that would have been there in round four or five. They took him in round two. Stupid. Um, Jermaine Pratt, linebacker. That's great. Round three. Uh, Ryan Finley, a quarterback. If you're a Browns fan, thumbs up because they took – a guy who has Andy Dalton traits. Why the hell would you take a quarterback who has Andy Dalton traits when you got Andy Dalton? Because they're only drafting for backups, and they're going to extend Andy Dalton long-term. Again, if you're a Browns fan, it's exactly what you want to see because while Andy Dalton isn't bad, he's not great. And when you got Baker, you're okay with mediocre in the division. Hey, listen, at least they didn't use the sixth pick on in the draft on, the, on a quarterback from Duke. Outside of that, though, outside of that quarterback pick, like – they're, they they think about it. They passed on quarterbacks. They could have traded for Rosen. Passed on him. That's what. They, well, they're committed to Andy Dalton. You said it. They they are all in. And that's why Browns fans listen to this podcast. As I like to call smile. him, average Andy Dalton. That's what he is. A lot of people call him that. You know what my nickname was for him in Cincinnati? By the way, no, no, no. This is one you haven't heard in Cleveland. Blandy Dalton. Blandy. He's extremely bland. He's okay. He's all right. Needs a little flavor. But you know what? He was the quarterback Browns fans would have killed to have the last 20 years. No doubt because, about it. Because average would have been great. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But once you get Baker, you laugh at average. You laugh at Kirk you are Cousins. Correct. You laugh at Alex Smith. Because it's like, what? You guys got Case Keenum. We have Baker Mayfield, and that's so. That's how Browns fans should look you, at it. You know what the Bengals are are right now when it comes to Dalton? They're they're in a prisoner of the moment situation and fear of the unknown. No doubt, because no I, doubt about it. Because they they've watched the Browns for twenty years try and find a quarterback, and I think that they are saying to themselves, "Is Andy Dalton elite?" Like I, I'll give the Miami Dolphins credit. 
in, in the sense that they figured out real fast Ryan Tannehill wasn't going to be an elite player, so they moved on from him. And he was a first-round pick for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, Much higher than Andy, And pick-wise. Right. Andy's better, but yes. I, I My point is, though, is they recognized that average wasn't going to cut it, and they moved on. Now, they're still in a little bit uh, – they found themselves in a little bit of a quandary at the position. We'll see if Rosen can go down there and, and – uh, He's the steal of the draft. Right. There was but, not a better steal than Josh Rosen. But we'll, we'll see if he can go down there and do what the Cardinals hoped he was going to do last year. I, I, I think that the Cardinals bailed on him too soon. I would not have taken Kyler Murray with the first pick in the draft, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, as far as Cincinnati is concerned, though, to my point, is I think that they were afraid of the unknown. They had a known quantity in Andy Dalton. They know what they have, and they said, you know what? It could be a lot worse Let's not make this a lot worse. Let's just. It's like you're stuck in an unhappy marriage. They're in quarterback purgatory. Right. You're, you know, and they don't want to get out of the, they're afraid to get out of the relationship. And so they're like, you know what? We're just going to stick with what we got because we know what we got. Josh Rosen was there. Could have been there. Instead, they took a freaking Could, tight end who was projected to be in the fourth round. Yeah. All right, that's enough about the Bengals. Let's go to the Ravens. They had the best draft in the AFC North. I th- I, I would agree with you. I, 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 liked, I, I loved it. it. As, as much as I liked what the Steelers did, I in, in a, <laughs> I loved You know what? It, it was funny because, uh, you know, listening to people talk about the fact that Ozzie Newsom stepped back. Now, Ozzie consulted on their draft this year. He just didn't make the picks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of laughed when people just assumed that the Ravens were going to fall apart because Ozzie Newsom stepped back. When you when you have a guy like Eric DaCosta, who's, again, this is, and we've talked about in relation to the Indians and how they, you know, over Promote the years, from within. Promote from within, uh, groom their own general managers. Well, that's exactly what the Baltimore Ravens did with DaCosta, and I, I thought he did a tremendous job uh, th- this weekend. Yeah. Now, I'm with you. I, I look at what they did. And people have their reservations about Lamar Jackson. By the way, that's another quarterback that the Bengals passed on last year. <laughs> that they could have had at 21 after trading back, and instead they drafted a, a lineman in Billy Price. You don't um, sound oh, bitter but, at but, all. By the way, they could have had Dwayne Haskins this year at 11. You, you don't sound bitter no, it at all. Just, it makes no sense. By the way, I would have taken Lamar over Dwayne. Hit, hit me up with your hot takes with that one, by the way. People are going to destroy me for saying that on this podcast. I'll take Lamar Jackson over Dwayne Haskins. The Bengals passed on both. But Dwayne Haskins was the best quarterback in this draft. You're completely wrong. Anyways, um, real quick, and, and I can tell you why in a second. Um, the Ravens, what do you want to do? You're, you're still finding out about Lamar Jackson. I can have my opinion about him. You can have your opinion about him. Everyone can have your opinion, their opinion about him. But no, but no, no, no. They're going to run need, the wing tee, the wishbone. See, everyone's joking. Ha, ha, <laughs> let's make fun of Lamar, even though he's the best athlete on the, on the field. Here's the thing. He's terrifying. If you're an opponent of they his, they surrounded he's him. Freaking terrifying. They surrounded him with more terrifying speed. I know. Miles Boykin flies. Uh, Justice Hill flies. I mean, these guys run under four fours. Marquise Brown. They call him Hollywood for a reason. He flies. I, I get it. You have your reservations. By the way, I really like the Trace McSorley pick in round six. I think that that fits. He's got a little edge to him. He's got an attitude. It could end up being Lamar Jackson's backup who could have his injury issues at some point down the line. I know RG3 is there too. Um, I just love what they did. You surround your young quarterback with playmakers with speed, especially a guy like Lamar Jackson, because you need guys that can 
take the top off of a defense that can stretch a defense out that's going to be stacking the box. Why? Because you're going to run that wing tee that everyone keeps making fun of. I love what the Ravens did. I love it. Can never have enough speed in the National Football League on either side of the ball. Um, it was something that John Dorsey, when he took over this this team, it was one of the first things he noticed that the Browns needed. Ne- they needed faster, stronger, more physical players on both sides of the ball. And, um, you know, with Lamar Jackson, it is his speed and his quickness and elusiveness that makes him good. Not so much his arm. I, I'm very curious to see how Lamar's arm developed this offseason. But he is shifty mm-hmm. and he is dangerous. I love I, it. I, I, I still, you know, remember that uh, season finale in Baltimore, watching what he did against the Browns defense and, and how he was able to, uh, you know, kind of have the Browns stuck in neutral, so to speak. Because you just didn't know what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I again, Eric DaCosta had a we'll, – we'll see in a couple years when, you know, we get down the line. I mean, I, I know we have to give our hot take and our, our, our draft grades and all that kind of stuff right now. But I, I think that when you look in the crystal ball uh, three, four years down the road, uh, I think Eric DaCosta is going to be very happy with his draft class. Yeah, and here's the thing, too. Who knows how they work out, but you want to try to surround your young quarterback with playmakers, right? So, obviously, every draft picks a gamble. Uh, yeah, every look draft what the Browns did. The look, what, look what Browns did for Baker Mayfield. No doubt about it. Well, yeah. Hard to, <laughs> hard to top that. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> as a rookie, we're going to go get you Jarvis Landry, who had multiple 100-yard se- reception seasons. Uh, then, Josh Gordon, we're shipping him out of town. We're going to go get you a, a young rookie in Antonio Callaway you can grow a with. A burner. You, you have Rashard, Callow- uh, uh, Rashard Higgins, rather. Uh, also nicknamed Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, I think Hollywood Brown's going to overtake that nickname a bit. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. It's not original. It's not an original nickname. Yeah, I know. A lot it's of just, people got that nickname. Yeah, I, I know, but you know, Hollywood had it first. Yeah, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Actually, didn't the Hollywood thing start with Top Gun? I don't know. Maybe. It might have. Your favorite scene from Top Gun is the volleyball scene. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving. <laughs> the look Daryl just I, gave I me. I realize this is a podcast. The look Daryl just um, gave me. Just, All right, let's keep it moving. The Steelers. You, the, the only thing that saved you there is you're wearing an Avengers t-shirt right uh, now. The Steelers. I like what they did. Good God. Devin Bush, stud out of Michigan. He's going to be a problem for the Browns to deal with. They, they traded up to get him, but I love him. Elite athlete, top 10 pick, goes 10th overall. Deontay Johnson, one of the picks they got from the Raiders. I think he's going to be a solid wide receiver. By the way, the Steelers are the best team in the NFL at drafting wide receivers, so that's fine. I, th- I just assume they're wide receiver. They're going to work out right. Yeah, because they always do. Justin Lane out of Michigan State. We talked about him for the Browns right. on last week's podcast. From Cleveland, from the area. Love it. I, I love Justin Lane. You get him in round three. I think there's great value there. I, I Yeah, I mean, I, I really, you know, had my eye on uh, Justin as, as someone that the Browns potentially could could take in this draft. But um, now they're going to have to deal with him in Pittsburgh. Yeah, which is interesting. And then Benny Snell Jr. mentioned him as well last week from Kentucky as a mid to late round running back. I like what they did. I like what they did. And they added a bunch of other guys. I'm not going to take you through every name through the division. But those top picks, the top four picks, I like what the Steelers did. And here's the thing. You have three drafts in the division that all make sense. 
No. And then you have the Bengals. I, see, but I think the Bengals <laughs> draft, for the most part, does make sense. I think the round two pick was a reach, and, and that doesn't. They needed a backup quarterback. I hate that they picked a backup. Like, you spend a fourth-round pick. He has zero chance to be Dak Prescott, zero chance to be Russell Wilson, because they're, they go, in, go into it saying he's the backup at best if he wins the job. I hate that. But I think some of the players they got, I think they're solid, and I think they, they can be good. I think the, the linemen at the top. So, overall, I think this is a really good draft for every team in the AFC North. The Browns win it because they get Odell Beckham Jr., who's by far the best. But if you take him out of it, I think the Ravens have the best draft, followed by the Steelers. I really do. Say what you want about it, but I, I think those two teams really replenished their farm system, so to speak, in this draft. What do you think? They they made life tougher on the Browns. The Browns had gotten starters. They've right. made trades and gotten starters from some of their draft picks. But you know what? They which had, I'm, I'm they, a believer in. Well, they needed to. Because they didn't have starters. That has been the problem here for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Is they just so now you're in a spot, and we saw it already with the final uh, six picks that John Dorsey made, and you're going to see it next year as well. That he's going to be in a position to do what you saw the Ravens do, and you saw the Steelers do, and to a much lesser extent what the Bengals did, and that is bring in young guys that you can develop if they happen to beat out a veteran for a, a starting job or significant uh, playing time. Fantastic. If they don't, no big deal. Uh, because we believe in a year or two or three down the road, they will. So, um, you know, the Browns have caught up to, and I still believe past Everyone in the division. Their top talent is better than the other Correct. top and, talent and in that's, the division. And, that, and that's, that's why, the difference. And that's why I say that they have passed them is because of that top talent. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to find out if that top talent plays together as a unit to really pass everyone And can put the them division. over the top. <laughs> but, uh, um, see what I did yeah, there? I, I did. Um, <laughs> so so, so we'll, we'll see. But I, I think that... It's just incredible to to think what John Dorsey's done in 16, it's 17 months. It's it insane. Really, no, granted, it, he had the cap space. He had the, the draft assets and all this. But guess what? The guy that was there before him, there's no chance in hell he could put a team like this together. Yeah. Zero, zip, none. And there's no way in hell he was going to draft as well as John Dorsey. He had to be convinced to take Miles Garrett. Yeah, didn't he want Trubisky? Isn't that wasn't that his guy, Mitch Trubisky? There were he had a lot of guys. Mitch Trubisky. This dude had wanted Mitch be, Trubisky first think, overall. Think about it. He had to be convinced to take Miles Garrett. That's it's insane to me. That's crazy. That that would be like the Arizona Cardinals. That might be the only good thing Hugh Jackson did for the Browns. Was it's a big. Th that's a big thing though. It really is. In the grand scheme of things, having Miles versus freaking Mitch Trubisky, because it costs you Baker, it caught oh my God, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. It would be like the Cardinals saying, and this is a good segue, because I do want to give you your Kyler Murray, uh, two minutes on Kyler Murray real quick at the end of this podcast. It would have been like the Cardinals saying, no, we don't want Joey Bosa or Quinnen Williams. We want Daniel Jones, because that's the equivalent <laughs> of Mitchell Trubisky. Not Kyler Murray, but go ahead. You don't like the Kyler Murray pick. 
You go ahead first, then I'm going to go because I'm going to win this debate because Kyler Murray was a damn good pick at first overall. Go ahead. We'll see. <laughs> Kyler Murray Come owes... On. Ky- Give me the take. Kyler Murray owes Baker Mayfield everything. Oh, because here we it, go. No, because if Baker Mayfield is not su- successful as a rookie, I don't think anyone's taken a quarterback this three inches shorter than Baker. And he had a great career. You know who also had a great career? Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy was the winningest quarterback in college football when the Browns drafted him in the third round. No doubt. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, no question. Kyler, I think, is the first player ever to be a a first-round pick in both Major League Baseball and the NFL drafts. Mm -hmm. Top 10. Um, And that's incredible. I... I just I'm not sold that he's gonna work in the NFL. Why? We'll see. Because his height. I, I I think height has a little something to do with it. Um, I the, the the Cardinals took a hell of a risk. Give them credit for the bold move, taking quarterbacks in back to back years. Uh, I think they did a nice job recovering. Um, you know, adding defensive talent. Because that was like my big thing was okay you had you had Rosen last year this year you can get Bosa or Williams do that and it's similar like to the Browns but in reverse order where the Browns went Miles the first year and then Baker in year two mm-hmm. you know I was looking at that blueprint you get your quarter your franchise quarterback your franchise pass rusher I think they did a good job of getting both in in the same draft so I will give the I, I I'll give the Cardinals credit I just I'm not convinced that Kyler Murray is like the next greatest Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, Drew Brees. I'm not convinced. I, I've i been wrong before. I could be wrong here. We'll see. I know you love him. But, Can um, I tell you why I love him? Yeah, please do. I love him because every single – you could name every player in the history of the NFL, every single one, and none of them are like Kyler. He's – He's unique, yeah. Reggie absolutely. Bush with the ball in his hand slash Michael Vick. Uh, he throws it extremely accurate when he's off balance. Not not as accurate as Baker, I get it, but he's still extremely accurate. Has a He's a cannon. He played baseball in the outfield. So he's got a cannon. He's throwing deep balls to Hollywood Brown, by the way. Um, and he's just a playmaker. Like, he's elusive. He doesn't take big hits either. That's the difference between him and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, done not a slide. RG3, done not a slide. L- Lamar will go for that extra, and he's 6'2", by the way, Lamar is. Right. So he's, sta- he's taller. Kyler's compact and has enough wiggle to him. He doesn't take a lot of big hits, man. He runs out of bounds, smart, slides, smart, dodges. I've seen him throw off balance on purpose to dodge a pass rusher, pass rusher in his face and put drop dimes, 20-yard 20, 20 outs. Like, that arm talent is special. So everyone's going to fall in love with his legs because he's a freak. He's a joystick. But he's got a great arm. And he's playing in a perfect situation as far as uh, the fact that he's in Arizona, mm-hmm. in, a, in, in a dome. In a dome. And, and here's the thing. With someone like this that we've never seen before, for it to work, you need a GM, an owner, a coach that all believe in you. Right. Has to, every, everybody has to be all in on it. And Absolutely. the fact that they picked him, a year at first overall, a year after the Rosen thing, and eight. And remember, and last year they traded up for Rosen on Rosen. Yeah, so you give up a, another third, another fifth to move up from Ro- for Rosen, move up five spots. Plus, they take that the hit 
of getting pick number 62, which I'm going to get to in just a second here, for uh, for Rosen, which is nowhere near what he's worth. I think he's worth way more than that, but it's just his value just took a, a plunge because teams had already addressed the quarterback well, position. They should have what where they screwed up. Should have traded him is, before the draft. They should have traded him an hour before the draft. Because an hour before the draft, who gives a crap if everyone knows that you're taking Kyler Murray? First of all, eh, I I mean, it's the worst kept secret they were taking Kyler Murray with the first pick in the draft. Okay. Yeah, they tried to no, change it. But right. It, no yeah. matter how much they tried to muddy the waters, everybody knew they were taking Kyler Murray. So what they should have done is an hour before the draft moved Rosen. Because mm-hmm. I think they could have gotten a better deal. No, I'm sure they tried. So I say that without knowing specifically what Arizona, what the conversations that Arizona was having. W- was having. But I think it would have been more beneficial for them to trade him, right? Because then, who gives a great – everyone already knows. It's an hour before the draft. Why, if, You know, um, I, by the way, first pick in the draft, I, I have a new NFL rule. First pick in the draft, uh, you get two minutes to turn your card in. Correct. You've because, had all offseason. Right, right. You've had ten all minutes. On, to just What the just, hell are we using this ten minutes for? I am totally with you. You know, just, in fact, it should be honestly I You think, should have the card written out before you go on the card. Yeah, I think Roger Goodell should be like, you the NFL to, draft is now open. Like, and with the first pick in the twenty nineteen NFL now, draft. Well, he, you need you a get, trade he, window, I guess. Right. You give them the two minutes for a trade window if they want to work a trade. But again, you've had all offseason to to work yeah. a trade. So that's why I'm all, you're already taking 10 minutes for the talking heads on on the eight t- television networks that now broadcast the draft to say everything that they want to say at the outset of their shows and get in their four commercial breaks and all that kind of stuff before yeah. the but the first pick 2 minutes 2 minutes to trade it 2 minutes to turn the card and then you can go to the the 10 minute the 10 minute round after that it's just a way 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 too long for the first pick, because I I don't think the first pick was made till like what eight twenty five or something like that. It was just it was ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. It was he didn't the draft didn't open until eight ten. Right. Well, that's my point. So is so you, they eight, already got the ten minutes to say all the crap they want to say on TV and take their four commercial breaks, and then you get another ten minutes on top of that. Ooh, what are the Cardinals gonna do for ten? Like, come on, we know they're taking Kyler Murray. I think, by the way, the Cardinals just real quick. And this is some Cleveland love here in a second. I think they aced the draft. I again, I, I give, at, I get, I get, I Byron, it over. Mur- Byron Murphy. You did Byron Murphy out of Washington that corner. Love him. Like he's up there. He he was a great pick. He was higher than Greedy on a lot of boards, yeah. and we love Greedy, right? Yep. Andy Isabella out love of UMass. Love Stud, it. dude. What what do you want to surround your young quarterback with? Speed and playmakers. They have David Johnson at running back. By the way, the Browns took Duke Johnson ahead of David Johnson. You knew that, though. But we didn't even talk about Duke Johnson not getting They didn't trade even him. trade him. Yeah, that, that's it. That's all we got to say. They didn't I, trade I, him. I, I blew it. I, I thought for sure. Sh- no, I, I'm, you know, I thought for sure. I was convinced that they were going to trade Duke Johnson over the weekend. Running backs are a dime a dozen. I, I was wrong. That's why if you're Duke Johnson, you shut up and you go to work. Well, clown. and Freddie Kitchens made that very clear yesterday. Idiot. Sorry, it's dumb. You cannot do that. It's Duke. Self-awareness matters. You're Duke Johnson. You're not... Close to one of the best players on the team. You can't and demand a you trade. Just, you, you just got a contract extension too yeah. last year. Just get paid. Just enjoy it. And by the way, if you're not taking your lumps, 
You'll be able to go to another team in free agency in a couple years. You'll be fine, dude. You'll have fresh legs. Good God. The Patriots will scoop you up then. Uh, Byron Murphy, round two. Andy Isabella, love him. Zach Allen, Akeem Butler. Akeem Butler was a steal. Yeah. Round four. It's a great pick in round Some four. Some people had him top 20, top 25. Second wide receiver off the board. Well, similar, I mean, similar to Mac with the Browns. One of those guys that that, that, that that fell. Well, even Greedy fell. I mean, th- this is what... The draft is such an inexact science. And there are a lot of awesome draft analysts out there that do, that do a great job of, you know, breaking down the players, putting together the, re, you know, the... The, the profiles and stuff like that. But the draft is such an inexact science. It's impossible to predict who's going to go where yeah. and that. You, you can project, you can, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But it's just it's such an inexact science. But, yeah, they, I mean, I, I give Arizona credit. To your point, they went all in with it, mm-hmm. with, with Kyler. And you have to. You have to go right. all in for something like Absolutely. that Absolutely. To Top to bottom of the organization, everybody's all in, okay? And... Then, after they made that pick, they had a very, very, very good draft. Kyler Murray is going to be like 4 Michael Vick in Madden. I don't know if you played Madden. I'm, I am I don't play video games, uh, but... He was I, dominant. I'm, 4 Michael Vick was dominant. I can't wait to play with Kyler Murray, I'm, just so you know. I'm, I'm intrigued. You're Baker, intrigued. Baker Mayfield v. Kyler Murray v. Cliff Kingsbury. Harry, well, Baker know. loves that Kyler went number one overall. Yeah. He was excited. And Absolutely. he should be. I mean, Absolutely. that's his alma mater. Absolutely. It's great. But I think that's going to be a very fun game to watch in December. There's so much we could talk about with, with Baker and Kyler. We'll, we'll do that. We have so much time to do that, too. Oh, absolutely. Football is getting closer. That 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 week leading up to that game in December is going to be epic. There's and so by many, then. You know what? There's so many games. On is the, that here or there? At Arizona. Or, a, I, no, no, uh, hang on. I, I'm having a brain cramp right now. Oh, I'm on. I've I've had 15 hours sleep in like a week. You so. don't even know. I um, think it's here. I'm gonna check. I think it's here. I'm gonna check, man. You you're a Browns beat reporter. Dude. I know. I'm having brain cramps. Dude, I'm kidding. It's at Arizona. It is Arizona. If it was here, it would have been interesting to see Kyler Murray in Playing the snow. The snow. I yeah. thought it was at Arizona. But I I wasn't sure. But I love the Andy Isabella you know, we'll pick. Ju- we'll just, I love the Greedy you know Williams pick. Go we'll ahead. just edit that part of the podcast out. No way. We're leaving that in. We're leaving that I'm little, in. I'm a little sleep deprived. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Well, Daryl has busted his tail. So do Daryl and I a favor and check out 923thefan.com where there's a ton there. Every one of these podcasts. I think, the, I think, the, I think the entire front page of the website is me. <laughs> I'm on there a little, but but I, I haven't I haven't done a lot because I knew I was like, the Browns running things. <laughs> Unless there's anything crazy with the Indians, I'm not going to. Not going to post a lot this weekend. So, yeah, it's a lot of Browns draft stuff. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, for Daryl Ryder, I'm James Rapine. Thanks for listening to the Cleveland Sports Beat Podcast. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.